This week's coffee is going to be Costa Rican Securo Honey Process. and welcome to In My Mug, episode 157. I'm your host, Stephen Layton. And as I said, this week's going to be all about Costa Rican Zakuro honey process. So, let's talk a little bit about the coffee. Uh, it's another one of our direct trade coffees, uh, one of the ones I found on my trip in uh, February this year. Um, and uh, he's one of the last of the Costa Ricans. We've got one more to come after this. Um, but uh, I've been sitting on this one a little bit. Uh, when I cupped it, I loved it, and I knew it was great, but I felt with a little bit of rest um, and a little bit of time as green, this was going to develop into something even more special, um, and uh, I kind of think that hunch has been proved right, so I, I personally think it really has improved in the last six months. Um, it's a tiny, tiny, tiny lot. Ten bags. Um, not the smallest. Again, the one that's to come is even smaller than that. Um, the, one, the one that we've got on top of this is too small for in my mug. Um, it's that tiny, but this is this is one of the smallest ones. Um, it's also one of the most unique ones as well for me. Uh, the most different to all the other Costa Ricans that we've had this year. Um, although there is a little sliver of uh, commonality between them. So um, you know, they're, 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 I mean, Costa Ricans are typically very sweet, and this one is no different. But this one has a little bit more going on. So. Um, the coffee's grown by a guy called Gilio Francesco Ferrara, um, who is an older guy uh, who I did get to meet uh, while I was on my trip. And um, he's kind of one of those guys, we, we, I put it in the cupping notes for this, but, but basically we have a rule here at Has Been that if you're under 40, um, you get called weird, but if you're over 40, you're a character. And uh, Gilio is definitely a character, um, for sure. When I first met him, he kind of, he came up to me and he tapped my belly. And he says, uh, mm, need to lose a bit of weight, don't you? And then went into the whole thing telling me how I could lose weight. Uh, which is a bit harsh at the time because I was like on a crash diet and trying to run and do all the things uh, back in January when um, I realised I was a bit porky. But his honesty was quite funny really and, and, and quite quirky and I got chatting to him a lot and um, really enjoyed his company. Um, uh, super cool guy. Um, Going to show you to the left there a picture of his old Jeep. Um, this Jeep was properly, properly falling apart um, and made him you know, very much him. It was very much his kind of thing. Uh, it was really quite cute while I was looking at it as well. There was a plate on it um, and it was made uh, actually in Stafford here in the UK uh, with Dorman's engines um, where my father-in-law and my brother-in-law both work. And it was kind of really weird to be in a foreign country so far away from, from, from Stafford, but seeing a, a vehicle that once was where I am. Um, I think I really liked it. I thought it was a very cool story. Um, got to meet him at the, um, uh, at the washing station. So um, yeah, that, that's where he was hanging out at the time. Um, so to tell you a little bit about the coffee, it's a Katura Katayi mix. Um, it's grown at around about 1,700 metres above sea level. Uh, located in the Western Valley area of uh, Zakero, 
Um, and Gilio actually owns two farms there. This is from the one that's closer to Zagero. Um, and it's on top of a mountain. Uh, it's actually on the spine of a mountain, an incredibly difficult place uh, to, to farm from. Um, and particularly for a guy of uh, you know, Gilio's mature years, I did kind of wonder how he managed to farm lots of that. But um, yeah, he, he went on to tell me that how much he walks every day and how much exercise he does. And that's how he keeps his belly down. So, but that um, very, very, very cool guy. Um, he was at the washing station because he was helping. He helps a lot of guys in the community to understand uh, this kind of whole micro mill uh, thing that's been going on in Costa Rica. He's been definitely one of the founding fathers of this revolution that's been going on. Um, and somebody we're incredibly excited to, to be working with. I mean, he's just, I say because of him being a character, um, it really did, uh, he really did make me smile. Uh, very unusual guy. So, um, we should go into the numbers. So, uh, called Saqueiro, um, which is the region that it's in. Uh, the farm is very, is not really very generically like named. Um, it's uh, right about 1,700 meters uh, above sea level. It is owned by Gilio Francesca Ferraro, um, which he is from the Western Valley, um, not so far from Herba Zoo and uh, Licho, so they're kind of very, very similar area. Um, the area of the farm, it is uh, th this farm that this one from is seven hectares. Um, the other farm that he has is called Guadalupe, which is five hectares. Um, produces around about 150 bags a year, so incredibly tiny, tiny production from this farm. And that's why we were only able to get the 10 bags because. He has some relationships with some guys in Canada who buy the majority of, uh, of it there. I actually met, ran into uh, Phil and Sebastian while I was there, the guys from, uh, from Canada who buy his coffee, and they spent a few days with, with Gilio. Um, it's uh, Katayi and Katora mix. Interestingly, he grows a little bit of Katimor on the, um, on the farm as well. Katimor is a varietal that is very hardy, very closely related to some of the Timor strains, which is very closely related to Robusta. Um, he doesn't put that in his specialty lots. Um, this just he sells in the local market as a way of making money, uh, you know, at different times of the year, and, and just a bit of kind of easy to grow, not too hard. Um, this is a fully honeyed coffee. Um, uh, fully honeyed is where they take the cherry off, but they leave the mucilage on and dry it. Um, Gilio dries these on African beds. Um, on the farm, uh, so they're raised beds and they dry and he turns them regularly um, and uh, that's a lot of what is in this cup. This is an awful lot of, of, of what is making this cup super unusual and um, yeah, I, 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 I think you're going to enjoy this one. So it's time for us to get the snozzer in the bowl um, and you know, this just smells like a bowl of sugar. Um, that sounds a bit weird because it's coffee, but it smells like a bowl of sugar that's had a spice, a spoon of spice put into it, so it's got this tiny hint of spice in there. But this, I know this is how this is gonna taste. This is an amazing kind of, another one of those ones that's very close to the aromatics coming off it. Um, if you don't normally snozzer in the bowl, I insist you do it on this one. Um, it is one of the most beautifully aromatic coffees and will really give you that idea of what's to come. Um, in the cup, you know, what smells, what, what taste you're going to get from the smells that are there. And you really, really should get your snozzer in that bowl for that one. So before we taste it, it's time for the wheel of death. Um, I don't know whether I should do the thrusting. I'll just, just go, come. 
That was too far out, wasn't it? Come. <laughs> um, so this week it's going to be Aeropress. I like Aeropress. I'm, I'm, I'm quite pleased it's that because I'm a very big fan of the Aeropress. Um, we were the first UK uh, retailer stocking it. Um, and I remember when we first got it in, people were sneering at me on some of the coffee forums. Um, but I thought it was cool um, and, I, and, and, I, and I thought it was worth stocking. Um, and now lots of other people think it's cool, so that makes me quite happy that we, we, we got onto that one quite early. Um, it's quite apt that I've got this one because this week I'm, uh, I'm going away. Um, and this is one of the first things I always pack in my luggage before I kind of go off, and, and this will definitely be coming with me to Ethiopia. 14 hours until I go, and I haven't even packed. I haven't even edited this or put this up yet. Um, I'm getting quite stressed about it, actually. But yeah, it's always the first thing that goes in my luggage, um, and um, it's kind of quite cool that we're going to be doing that. Um, so yeah. Um, if you want to know about my technique, I'm going to go... I love doing things like that. You can see now that we've got the, uh, the brew guide that I did. This was the initial brew guide that we did back in the day. Um, one of the most watched videos that I've, I think we've ever done. Um, and there's a link coming up below as well that you can see which will take you to that video. And um, if you haven't seen it, I insist that you do because it's one that we're incredibly, incredibly proud of. Um, I think uh, yeah, we, we did a good job with that one. And um, yeah, I say very, very watched. So. Listen, I've rambled enough. I'm going to whap you on pause because I need to go and get my table again um, so we can make the AeroPress and also so we can have the espresso. So I'm going to be back in just a moment. Okay, so I'm back. I'm going to dive straight into the espresso. So from the aromas of the espresso, again, sweetness. You just This is full of sweetness. That's good. That's very good. So, think sweet, 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 sweet. Just like so much, almost sugar-like. Um, really, really, really sweet. A um, little bit of spice on the back end, which I really like. Um, the spice changes for me a little bit, though. It's sometimes a little bit kind of black peppery, and then sometimes it goes almost a little bit like curry plant-like. Um, but a real funky spice on there with a bit of floral mixed in with it, too. So. It's back, we're going into milk again. I'm sick of you saying what's it like in milk, so we've done it. That spice really cuts through the milk. The sweetness of the milk mixed with the sweetness of the coffee kind of is a little bit of a, a sweet fest, but really is that spice just kind of punches through in the back end. And when people say cut through milk, sometimes I think that we mistake that for roast you know, so it being a bit darker, cutting through, but that cuts through the milk beautifully. Um, you really get that, that, that spiciness coming through. Um, in milk, I think that works amazing. So, AeroPress, it's been brewed a little bit. I've washed my paper. Um, I really should be weighing this, but I haven't got the time. So, paper's washed, wrapping the paper on. Should be giving it a stir, but I'm not. So if you want to go and see my, uh, my um, technique uh, when I'm not on camera and I'm not being rushed, again, link's coming up again. Um, go take a look at that. Um, I say we're very, I'm very, very proud of, uh, of that one. And uh, the guys who helped us with that at Tentacle did an amazing job. They really, really did. Um, I think it's stunning. So that's about 30 seconds, not. 
So the cut. Oh, <laughs> don't do it on the table that moves up and down. There's a there's a top tip. I don't multitask either, you know. There we go. So that's through. So that's around about a third in there, and then in the has been style, dilute it down. So the mug, I've no idea whose mug this is, I found it in the cupboard and I thought I'm going to steal that for in my mug. Don't know whose it is, somebody who obviously works here. Unless somebody's breaking in and putting mugs in our cupboard, that could be happening. Again, <laughs> right, you want a descriptor for this coffee, I'm going to give you five. Okay, five descriptors. Sweet, 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 sweet. It is sweet. Um, again. If somebody says they like sugar in their coffee, give them this, and it's, they'll, they'll be amazed. Um, they really, really don't. If somebody says they need milk in their coffee, give them this. They won't, because a lot of the time they just want it to take, add a little bit more sweetness to the cup, and this is just a bowl of sugar, an absolute mug of sugar. Um, I wonder how many calories are in it. <laughs> but it is, it is super, super sweet. So let's go through some numbers. Um, the, the farm is called... Uh, well, it's not a farm, it's the region. Uh, so it's Costa Rican Zarcaro uh, Honey Process. Um, it is owned by Gilio Francesco Ferraro. Uh, which his farm is in the West Valley of Costa Rica. Uh, he owns two farms. This one is Zarcaro and uh, is 1,700 metres above sea level. It produces about 150 bags a year. Two varietals are Catayi and Catura. Um, he also grows a bit of Catimor, but we don't see that. Um, has uh, four or five people permanently working on the farm, uh, has about 20 pickers coming during the picking season and he has two people running the mill for him um, or doing his milling for him and um, yeah it's a honey processed, uh, delicious coffee, tiny micro lot, won't be around for too long, um, should be selling it for a lot more but because we love you all we're not and, um, and yeah that's it. Okay I'm going to wrap up um, thank you very much for joining me as always. Sorry this has been a bit rushed today and that it's come out a little bit early. Um, I am going to Ethiopia in 14 hours time and I haven't packed. Um, so yeah, that's why it's come out early and that's why it's a little bit rushed. Next week's, um, I don't know when I'm going to get it recorded, bear with me, hang on in there. Um, it doesn't mean that I don't love you, it just means that I'm up to my eyes in it. And uh, do remember, life is too short for bad coffee.